Welcome to Stories That Stick with me, Laura, as your resident storyteller. I'm here to show you how oral stories inspire and captivate minds young and old. Tune in each week to hear a compelling story and join in meaningful conversations. I'll be digging deep into the heart of storytelling, connection, and listening. So whether you're a kid, teacher, caregiver, grandparent, or simply a lover of stories, this podcast is for you. Join me as you get lost in another world and discover how stories shape our lives. Here's to the next page in our story. Welcome to episode three of Stories That Stick, Becoming a Storytelling Pro, three tips for telling spontaneous stories. In today's episode, we're diving right into storytelling techniques to boost your storytelling skills. One of the things people tell me all the time is that I'm such a great storyteller. And honestly, I don't really think of myself as one. I just tell stories. They also comment on how they're not good at telling stories and wish they were better. So if this sounds like you, you're in the right place. Because Today, I'm going to break down a few storytelling techniques that I use, and they're sure to up your storytelling game. Before I give you the tips, I think it's so, so important to tell you that you're already a storyteller. You tell stories all the time, especially if you're an early childhood educator or caregiver. Stories are how we communicate with one another and share about our lives. Think about the last time you saw a friend you haven't seen in a while. Did you swap stories to catch one another up on your life? I'll venture to guess you did. This is storytelling. Often, as adults, we feel uninspired, uncreative, and self-conscious when we're given the freedom to create with no bounds. I think this is why storytelling to children can be so hard for some adults. We get in our heads and tell ourselves that the children won't be interested or it won't be creative enough. And yet, although extremely well-crafted stories that are delivered with voice modulation, facial expressions, and gestures are all incredible, just taking the time to be completely present with children and making up a story on the spot is just as amazing. The content doesn't always matter. It's the connection. My daughter currently requests the same story every night at bedtime. It's a short, simple story about a girl that doesn't want to go to sleep and ends up getting a hug on her finger from a worm. Then she notices it's a gummy worm and gobbles it up before falling fast asleep. It's short, simple, there's no repetition, there's no vivid imagery, the language is basic, yet she loves it because I'm connecting with her and being fully present. So step one is starting to shift your mindset and not thinking of telling stories as a challenge, but as a skill that you can develop. So we're gonna dive right in now to the three simple tips you can use to start telling stories right away. Now, they're gonna apply to stories that you're making up. Either you can think about them before you tell them, maybe gather your thoughts on the way to your school or childcare, or you can just tell them as you're making it up, sitting there. It's not so much going to be about how to deliver your stories in ways that can engage, but how to craft them, how to make them up. So first, you're going to start with a strong beginning. Some might call it a hook. 
We use those all the time. When you're scrolling on Instagram, a hook captures your attention in a reel and you watch. Or you're scrolling through the headlines of the newspaper and the hook grabs your attention. So at the beginning of the story, it can serve as an invitation for children to step into your story. Some things you can think about are ways to begin with an intriguing statement or a thought-provoking question. The goal is to pique their interest and set the stage for a story that's about to unfold. As much as I love to sometimes start my stories once upon a time, it's not giving me anything to go off of. So sometimes I default to, have I ever told you the story of? This can be easily pulled from your brain without too much thought, and it immediately has the children has to answer. So you can incorporate something outlandish, like, have I ever told you the story of the banana that got lost in the dark? Or something more mysterious and enchanting, like, have you ever heard the story of the magical forest where the trees whispered secrets to the stars every night? Now, I have no clue what would happen in that story, but the opening, it gives me a setting, characters, and some direction on the events that are going to unfold. And here's a little secret. I love this opener because as the children are answering and saying, yeah, I've never heard it. Tell me, tell that story. I can be thinking through what will happen next in the story really quickly and put my ideas all together. If this still feels a bit daunting, having to come up with something really creative to capture their attention, I have just the thing, all right? You can grab a set of story starters to print and put them on a key ring for easy access. Just go to the show notes, sign up to be on my email list because the welcome email, it includes an immediate download of these story starters. You just print them, cut them out, keep them in your back pocket for reference. Now let's move on to the second tip. After you grab their attention with an interesting opener, you need to start formulating your characters. They need to be relatable and lovable. Kids connect with characters when they see themselves in them. So when you're crafting characters for your stories, think about the children you're telling them to. What are their interests, personalities? What qualities make them unique? By incorporating this into your characters, you're making them more relatable to the children. So consider the children's personalities that you wanna engage. Maybe you're telling a story to just a couple kids and one child's a bit reserved and really loves to play alone. Perhaps you have others that are really outgoing and love loud, boisterous interactions. Well, your characters can reflect these traits and it allows the children to see themselves in the story. So if you're telling the story to a shyer child, you can introduce a character who's also initially reserved but gains confidence and tries new things and embraces their reservedness. This character's experience can mirror the child's potential for growth and change. Along with thinking about the character's personality traits, you wanna start to think about their interests or hobbies. Children, especially three, four, five, six-year-olds, they have distinct interests and hobbies. Some might be fascinated by animals, while others adore space exploration or Minecraft. When creating characters, you can align their interests with those of the children. If your group of children loves nature, introduce characters who embark on adventures in the wilderness or interact with talking animals. 
by integrating the shared interests, you start to kind of create a bridge between the story's world and the child's reality. Characters always have, you know, a plot, right? Something's happening with the characters. They have to overcome something or they face a challenge. I mean, what's a story without a little bit of suspense? These challenges, they can really resonate with the children's experiences, and it can give you topics to pull from. So if the kids you're telling stories to are dealing with issues like moving or a storm just happened or they're learning, persevering through learning new skills, you can weave these themes into your characters' journeys. When characters confront similar issues and find solutions, it empowers and reassures the children, showing them that they can overcome challenges too. And it provides a perfect way to make connections between literature and real life. You can remind children what they're capable of in the same way you might reference how what they're doing reminds you of a book character. For example, if you've read uh, Jabari Jumps, you know, it's all about the kid that's not brave enough. He's not courageous enough to jump off the diving board. And eventually he, you know, gets up the will and the courage to jump off. You might relate something that your child, a child does to that experience of Jabari. You can do the same thing with characters that you tell stories about. Speaking of this, one of the most powerful things you can do that is super helpful for you is to create a shared narrative of recurring characters. And maybe you just start with one or two. Now, I'm going to encourage you to pick humans because there's an astonishing number of books about animals. So pick some people. Name them. As you tell stories about the same one or two characters, you're going to start to formulate and understand more about their personalities, their idiosyncrasies, their lives, their culture, their family. You can combine traits from multiple children and a few different interests. This can also really help you with the feeling of not knowing what to tell a story about. Because in time, you'll already have a wealth of information to pull from. Because you'll know these characters. You'll know things that they like. You'll know, you know, problems that they've had. I tell reoccurring stories about four characters. Cody, Jaden, Jasmariah, and Arden. And there are aspects of them and their home lives that mirror mine and my children. And there are other aspects that are unfamiliar to them. Cody's in a wheelchair and Arden's pronouns are they, them. Jasmariah lives with her grandma and grandpa. So I expose them to things that they see themselves in, but also things that expose them to experiences that they're not familiar with, just like books are windows and doors. Now, Jaden's mom is a teacher who just left teaching, and she's really scared about what's to come. That's obviously me. But I've been telling my son stories about Jaden's mom being a teacher and her struggles with her job for over a year. And Cody, he lives with his mom and his mama. And he loves to go to libraries and museums to learn all kinds of things. And right now, he's really into dinosaurs. That really resembles my son. So to summarize... When you're thinking about your characters, you want to align the characters with the children's personalities, interests, or experiences, okay? This is not only going to make your stories more relatable, but it's going to empower the children to make connections and to see themselves in the characters. It's going to enhance the storytelling experience, 
while also encouraging empathy, understanding, and personal growth in the children. Now, for my final tip. Once you've captured their attention with an intriguing beginning, and you've named your characters, and you've formulated some ideas in your head about their personality or interests, you have to focus on the structure of the story. Keeping the structure clear and simple is important to holding the attention of children. I have a structure that I follow nine times out of 10. It might sound familiar to you as a retelling comprehension strategy that we've taught children. I know it reminds me of when I was planning read-alouds and book discussions for second graders. So it's this. Somebody wanted something, but then this can be as simple as Cody really wanted to go to the museum, but he was sick. Or as complex and imaginative as the group of children were desperate to get to the tunnels underground. They kept hearing a thumping. But no matter how many tools they used to dig into the ground, it would not budge. To break this down, this structure, somebody wanted something but then, it could be a roadmap for your story. It gives you a clear framework to ensure your narrative flows smoothly and you don't get lost in your rambling ideas. Trust me, that happens too and sometimes those stories are amazing. But if you want help in learning how to form a story on the spot, that's only two to five minutes. This trick works really well. Just present a character's desire and then the challenge that they face. This somebody wanted something but then structure really helps me to present stories in a way that children can grasp onto. And it sets my mind up for where I know I'm going to go next. Aren't you still thinking about those children and the noises in the tunnels underground and how they're going to get down there? I am. So there you have it. Those are my three secrets to confidently crafting stories for children. You're going to start with a strong beginning to hook them. You're going to develop some relatable characters and then maintain a clear story structure. This is going to transform your storytelling game. And I always say the more you tell stories, the stronger your storytelling muscle gets. When days or weeks have passed without me telling a story spontaneously, I really struggle to get one out. But once I do, the creative juices start flowing. And if I keep it up day after day, my stories start to become a bit more creative, a bit more imaginative, and more engaging. So you got to give this a try. I'd love to hear how it goes. You can DM me on Instagram at littlestoriesthatstick or send me an email. Hello at littlestoriesthatstick.com. Remember, regardless of who you are, oral storytelling has a profound impact on children. It's not just about the stories. It's about connecting and shaping the way we learn, empathize, and grow. The kids don't care about the content of our stories as much as we think they do. And don't forget, if you want to grab those story starters I mentioned, simply visit the show notes and sign up for my email list. Now, I wouldn't be a storyteller if I didn't put this into practice. So I'm going to go ahead and take the opener, Have you ever heard the story of a magical forest where the trees whispered secrets to the stars each night and craft this into a story spontaneously? This is the story of the trees that whispered to the stars. Deep, deep in a dark magical forest, there was a group of trees that always gathered. And when the sun would set and the moon began to rise, they would start to whisper 
to the stars each night. Now, there were also some people that lived in the forest. There were three kids, and they always walked around about underneath the trees, and they could just make out some whisperings, but they never knew what it was the trees were saying. They really wanted to know because they felt trees were ancient, magical pieces of nature that they wanted to be connected to. So they wanted to know what were these trees telling the stars. Together, they had to figure out a plan of how to get higher up because it seemed that the trees were talking from the tips of their branches. So the first kid had an idea, let's just climb up the trees. But sure enough, there were no branches low enough for them to reach. The second kid had an idea. What if we build something to help us like a ladder to climb up against the trunk? So they thought they'd give this a try and searched around the forest and found some broken sticks and a few bits of twine, but nothing good enough to tie together to make a ladder. So now they were out of ideas. They couldn't climb up the tree and they really couldn't make anything to get up there. They weren't sure what they were going to do. But then the third child had an idea. The third child said, do you think trees are ticklish? I know whenever I get tickled, I always bring my arms right down to cover my armpits because it tickles so much. And maybe if we tickle the trees, they'll drop their branches down. The kids all looked at each other and thought, there's no way this is going to work. But we've also never seen trees that whisper. So let's try it. So they went and they gathered up long pieces of grass or wheat and leaves, whatever they could find to reach as high as they could. And all at the same time, they began to tickle the trees. And do you know what happened? Of course, the branches dropped down. And as soon as the branches dropped down, the kids in immediately grabbed onto the branches. And the trees, when they felt the weight of the kids on it, they stretched back up towards the sky. And now each kid was holding on very tightly for dear life to the tree branch. And then they finally heard it. And I'll tell you, it was not whispers from way up here. It was loud, loud voices. Do you know what those trees were telling the stars? They were telling them knock-knock jokes. And they were hilarious. The end. I hope you enjoyed it. The end. But really, that's it for today's episode of Stories That Stick. Inspiring and captivating minds, young and old. Remember, stories have the incredible ability to spark conversations, ignite imagination, and create lasting connections. If you loved what you heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review. It really does make a difference. And if you have a story to share or a topic you want me to explore, reach out to me on Instagram at Little Stories That Stick. Until next time, keep working that storytelling muscle and tell stories every day.